Check, check. All right. Check, check. Okay. Back again. Back at it again. Back at it again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us once again. Um, last week's episode, you'll probably see some stuff around that area. Um, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm an amateur. Yeah. This is amateur hour. It's a work in progress. We're getting it together. Yeah. So this week, obviously, should be better. We Hopefully. said it. We said it that yeah. each week we would try to improve. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was a practice run. Right. Just except that that was that was practice. Mm-hmm. We're talking about practice. 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 So this week, a step up in the right direction. Hopefully. And so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to celebrate that occasion with a brewery that I don't think we've ever done on the show before. I don't think we have. So it's a local brewery, and it's called Tactical Brewery. Tactical Brewing Co. And they've been around for two years mm-hmm. so far in that in the um, current location. Yep. And uh, so... In Baldwin. Baldwin yes, Park. Baldwin Park. And so I went in there and kind of introduced myself... And they gave us a couple of flagship beers that they felt would represent the brewery as best as it could. So, without further ado, Obi, what are we drinking first? This is the Base Lager. It's a 5.3% longer. And we have no cold read. No. So, my job here is done. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Ugh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I had, I swear I was just it was just the one it's just the one beer it's just this uh-huh. that's all it was I swear uh-huh. My name is Marco Dupa the guy who introduced the beer is Adam Obesius Rodriguez Sniffing your hair and this is the One Baron podcast oh, yeah. Yeah. Shabby. Yeah. Here, here. Cheers. <sighs> mm. That's pretty good. That is nice. All right. This is the One Baron Podcast. The podcast where two brews crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us. This is episode 281. Wow. And we're back again, ready to rock and roll. Yep. How you been, man? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Very tired. Yeah. The world's been full of terrors. The world is on fire. How about <laughs> yours? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel, feeling the weight of everything we're not going to talk about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, been pretty, pretty good. Uh, uh, I got into Cobra Kai. Oh, you didn't finally. watch it when it was on YouTube? No, I didn't. Um, mostly uh, out of ignorance. But also because I didn't trust a YouTube original show, mm. to be honest with you. I mean, why would you? Right. But 
I gave it a shot, and I ran through more than half the first season in one day. Damn. So How many seasons are there? I think just two. That's what I thought. I think. Could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, I think there are two on uh, Netflix at least. I think they're going to probably bring it back. I think so too. Do another season because, I mean, it's blown up. Yeah. So I recommend it. It's really surprisingly good. That's what happens with these like little shows that could. Mm-hmm. You throw them on Netflix, man, and it's like it's a new lease on life. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just I don't know. It, it they kind of got the uh, they captured lightning in a bottle with this. Yeah. Because you know they bring back a lot of the main actors from the original, mm. but then they also well I, I should say the two main actors from the original, and then they introduce this entire new cast of characters they because back pat morita no only in memory hmm. in spirit uh, they're flashbacks don't worry okay. um r.i.p pat but uh i think what's so surprising is that you know those original actors are still really good mm-hmm. and also the the uh, and this is usually a, a something i'm a stickler about the, the kids the teens the cool teens are really good too. Yeah, like a lot of the younger actors are actually really endearing, uh, you know, pretty believable for you know kind of a shticky uh, show. Mm-hmm. But it all kind of comes together in a really organic, good, cohesive way. And yeah. I, I was really surprised, and I think that was the main thing I was worried about. Is like it's just gonna be full of like you know B tier, crappy, like can't act their way out of a bag, people. Yeah, but no, it's really good. It's a bunch of people I've never heard of. But, uh, yeah, it's really good. What's funny is when that show was on YouTube, it got rave reviews and just nobody really watched it. But it was like people were like, you got to watch this show. They they, everything that you described was basically all the reviews are like it's legitimately fun. Mm -hmm. And they it looks like they put a lot of work into it and like they took it seriously to bring this bring you back into that world. Yep. And just, you know, like, it's a YouTube original, so it's like, it's a strange place. It seems like probably the only place that you could have got something like this done. Mm-hmm. But it's a strange place to start it off. Yeah. But it worked. And it really doesn't feel as cheap as you would think it would, being yeah. a YouTube original. I um, watched I watched it when it was on YouTube. I watched, I watched a couple of episodes, but at the time I didn't have um, YouTube. I think it was red at the time uh-huh. or premium whatever it was yeah. they keep changing names branding um <laughs> right so i watched it then but i could only watch like two episodes mm-hmm. and i like the show but then since it took me so long to um sign sign back up for youtube i just i fucking yeah. fell off and then i saw yeah. that they put it on netflix and i was like okay, okay. <laughs> All right. so yeah i'm probably i'll probably jump yeah, back check on it out that. yeah it's good i've just been busting down Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's all I've been doing. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, I uh, I, I want to get that too. It's good. Yeah, it's worth the money. It's only forty bucks, and it's it. You don't like it was. It really brings everything back. It's so. I mean, they did it so perfectly. The mm-hmm. nostalgia factor. I mean, it controls exactly the way that it did before. Yeah. Which, I mean, now with better controllers, like, I mean, dude, we were—I was playing online, and 
the online features are super limited because mm-hmm. it's you know it's just um it's just the bare bones game yeah so it's like free skate or something so you only have you can do um a speed you can do speed run you can do free skate and you can do each level mm-hmm. that you know it has all the objectives in the level and you, yeah. you get two minutes to knock out mm. everything and that's that's literally what the original game was yeah you just go to the warehouse and you collect skate and knock over garbage cans and shit like that mm-hmm. so back in the day and this is funny because me and south were talking about this and he was saying everybody was an animal at this game that's what everybody thinks yeah everybody has this memory of because we all enjoyed the game it's a perfect game yeah and when it came out skating was huge we were all still watching like x games and mm-hmm. shit so everybody has this memory of being just a fucking animal yeah. at the game, just busting out combo after combo, stringing them together the whole time. And then when you actually get your hands on it, you uh, you realize like you're not that good. <laughs> you're not that good. Yeah. So it took Maybe me it's a those while. Old bones. It took yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely is. It's so hard to keep the combos going in that yeah. game. So I finally, after a couple of, after maybe a week of playing, I finally got up to like to the 300s or the 300,000s for a point total and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm where I think I was back in the day. Mm -hmm. Then you go online and do these guys are stringing together like three million point combos. It's it's just bonkers. No cheats. No. You're just watching them go, and it's just well. I shouldn't say no cheats. I don't know. Yeah. But there is there's guys who are you know they're streaming the game and they've been you know they've been playing it since back in the day. They're doing twenty million yeah. point combos. Just get that feel back. Yeah. yeah. So it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm just gonna suck at this game too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a normie. Yeah. Yeah. It really just. It just brings you back down to earth. You're like, no, this is this is a game that I was good at when I was a kid. I'll get the skills back. I'm mm. like, no, you no, won't. No, no, it's gone. There's a there's gonna be a community of people who are just gonna blow your dumb ass out of the water. <laughs> so, children, yes, mm-hmm. children, yeah, are gonna be like, oh, so you just come off the half pipe. You you know you you revert to manual. And you keep and it's like, yeah, but that took so long for me to figure <laughs> out. How did you do that so fast? How do you craft in this game? <laughs> mm. How do you build? But yeah, um, I'll probably pick that up after I get done with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Which I think I'm pretty close. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Starting to get that feel of... Uh, yeah, I've seen some cinematics. We've had some unveilings of stuff. And I think we're I think we're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, you know, it's one of my favorite games, so I've, I've played it. I've beat it, and but I hadn't beat it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I was looking up the, I was just looking up other stuff, and I just stumbled into the narrative of the original game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Jesus, man, it is complicated. Yeah, I was reading it, and I had to actually like go back up a paragraph and go, wait, so who did what now? And there's, I had to yeah. go back. There's and go, there's a lot of weird anime stuff in it. Yeah. It, it's all about it. It's mostly a game about world building. Yeah. That's like story itself is kind of convoluted and like, what, what, yeah. wait, what? Um, but I feel like the remake has done kind of a better job at explaining stuff yeah. to a certain degree. But now towards the end, it, I've, I've heard this too, 
but towards the end things kind of start to get really weird and obscure again mm-hmm. so prepare for that yeah but uh <laughs> it's still really cool did you see the rumors about um metal gear metal gear i have yeah metal gear solid remake yeah i'd be into that and they're gonna port all of the metal gear games well one two and three to pc which okay. i guess they haven't done which i didn't know i didn't yeah i didn't realize that i saw an article that said they're finally porting it and i was like huh. oh, they, they haven't done that already strange i don't know i don't know that's really weird maybe i read it wrong i don't know because they went to xbox so you'd think if they went to xbox they, they would have done a pc port too but maybe that was like before xbox and pc were really like porting the same things i don't know let me see because i was back in the I, I mean it started with the original xbox with the uh the substance mm-hmm. versions of the games we're getting real nerd deep yeah <laughs> i, like I think that. we lost some like people re- real nerd deep uh-huh. look at a solid pc port it looks like the first two Metal Gear Solid games are coming to PC. So, yeah, I mean, they wow. didn't have one and two on, on PC. Interesting. I mean, I guess... Yeah, suck it, PC Master Race. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah, they're all laughing at us because they actually have bootleg versions that they've been playing for, yeah, like, ten yeah, years. Whatever. Yeah. We give a fuck. <laughs> okay. Relax. Fuck the PC Master Race. I think, like, I'd be excited about that, obviously. Uh, Metal Gear Solid one of our favorite games of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's a missed opportunity, actually, to remake the original Metal Gear. Oh. Oh. Yeah, because that game could use a remake. Yeah. A little 2D overhead. Yeah. uh, You get the Shadow Moses incident. Yeah, and just get the background on everything, and then you can kind of rebuild Metal Gear from there. Metal Gear. Uh yeah, I think that would have been a smart move mm. because we're so used to Metal Gear Solid and that entire thing. It's almost too fresh. Mm. So even though uh, Hideo Kojima worked on the original Metal Gear too, Metal Gear, um, I feel like there'd be a little less backlash if they did a remake of that than you know mm. the one that people were introduced to. Metal Gear Solid, or Metal Gear with Metal with Gear. Solid. You know what? I didn't even think about Kojima's involvement or lack thereof yeah. with this remake. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Mm, that kind of bumps me out. Yeah. I, I <laughs> mean, uh, chances are, because they have the technology of that entire system he built for the, what was it, Metal Gear Solid 5? Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, I mean... They've got to be oh, using so that. Oh, so you think they, they yeah, so it, it looks closer to that than, like, four? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's 100% that because they're sitting on that technology and not doing anything with it. Yeah. So the last thing they made was that stupid DLC add-on for five yeah. that nobody liked. So, you know. I just don't trust them as a company to. Oh. It's, I, but it's such easy money to yeah. do a remake of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, but a, a remake or a remaster? Because it's it. it the has rumor to be a is that it's a remake. It has yeah. to be a remake. Yeah, because they've done the remaster before. They've done the remaster like once or twice already. Yeah. Um, but then if you remake it, then it's like, yeah, we're trusting them without him, right, to do this right. And I just, I just don't. I think they're gonna fuck it up. Why would you think 
any other way <laughs> with yeah. how they've treated the franchise, making it pachinko machines. Uh, um, yeah. They just, it just um, makes me think of the Godfather scene. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> yeah. Massacred my boy. Yeah. Hurts. God, it hurts. Massacred my boy. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just a rumor. It's not even yeah. like a real. It makes sense thing. though. If they're trying to make money, that's a way to, you know, like uh, Konami's famously, infamously <laughs> said, I should say, that they're kind of backing out of video games in the past. Um, so maybe this is them just trying to milk that cow a little more. Yeah. Um, just get what they can can when they, before they get out. Maybe they'll get some brilliant creative to jump on it and make it a something good but we'll see yeah 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 yeah. i'll stay unexcited until then right because i don't i don't see them handling it yeah correctly um more video game talk though the xbox pre-order debacle some would say (laughs) (laughs) some 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 might say some might say um so xbox kind of tried to dunk on playstation Mm -hmm. after playstation uh pre-orders not try <laughs> they did well they did but it was a technical foul after that mm-hmm. and 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 the points just disappeared yep took the points off the board yeah um because they did basically as bad as playstation at the pre-order uh situation i love it yeah it's hilarious yeah so xbox said that they would let everyone know when uh, pre-orders were going to come out and they did mm-hmm. and then immediately they sold out yep and they released a little bit more here and there and within literally seconds disappeared 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 so some people are saying that their approach of uh telling everyone exactly when to expect the pre-orders actually was worse for the consumers mm. and better for the scalpers because that, at least then the scalpers knew exactly when to set their programs to start running to auto-buy everything they possibly can. Yeah. Whereas with PlayStation, it was chaos, sure, but it also gave actual people a chance on top of the scalpers. Yeah. So. What is, what's the solution? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you'd have to, it'd be so complicated to have to be like, verifying that each person is an actual individual first of all and like limit you know one or two per person because it's so easy to you know put up a fake alias online Mm -hmm. so i don't know if there is really a an easy solution right now yeah i don't know i mean because it's easy for us to come on here dunk on these companies like we do and I mean, I will, I don't regret it or anything, but mm-hmm. I just, I'm just like, what, what could they do differently in these situations? How can they, how can they, cause to me it is mind blowing that these billion dollar companies can't seem to get this thing right. Yeah. It's every single time. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, obviously COVID doesn't help things with that. No. I mean, l- more limited supply than they would have anticipated otherwise, but yeah. Even so, like you had websites crashing and, you know, even if there was stock, people couldn't get to it because their website crashed and yeah. a bunch of a bunch of issues. So, you know, I, I think I mean, it, it 
I would ordinarily say it's a better route to go that the way that Microsoft did with telling people exactly when to expect them. Mm. But that argument, as far as like keeping people on their toes and keeping scalpers on their toes, kind of won me over. Yeah. I mean, it sucks still because it's like we don't know when the next shipment of PlayStations are going to come in that you can pre-order, which I'm you know keeping an eye out for, obviously. But at the same time, I don't know. I just it feels a little better to you know know at least not all of them got snatched up in the first millisecond because a scalper had a program running on it that would automatically buy them all yeah you know yeah it sucks i mean to me i'm just like i i I'm, i'll wait yeah. i'll wait i'll wait a, even if it takes a couple of months i'll just wait until i can walk into a best buy grab it off the shelf yeah walk into the line sanitize it. it yeah yeah lick it uh-huh drag it on the floor, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Of course. It, you know, let it know that I love it. I thought you were going to say lick it and stick it, but... Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Lick it and then go in. Okay. Try. Oh, God, come on. <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to... I get I get the excitement for it and everything. I, yeah. I get it, but to me, it's just... I don't know. It's wild to me. Yeah, I uh, I've conceded <laughs> to the gods. If yeah. if I can find it online, you know, organically, I'll get it. If I don't, then I'm totally fine waiting until I can do exactly what you said. And just yeah. walk into a place and grab one. It is what it is. It sucks because I mean, it would be it would be way more convenient to just pre-order the fucking thing, and then when I don't know what November 11th or 12th mm-hmm. rolls around, it's just at your door. That yeah. would be nice. Yeah. But you just get shitty. It just everything falls down to, oh, there's just shitty humans. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. It's everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything yeah. comes down to, oh, what's the problem with that? Well, it's mostly shitty people. <laughs> that's it. Oh, bad people ruined it. <laughs> Whoops. It's it's everything. I was reading this. Uh, I was reading this thing about um, cheaters in Warzone. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's 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 become like a really it's become a pretty big issue, hmm. and. No matter what active, well, not Activision, but um, well, yeah, Activision and um, who else is part of that? There's another company that did Warzone. It doesn't matter. No matter what anti-cheating technology they put in the game or um, measures that they take, mm-hmm. there's just too many people to police. Yeah, you know, and you just it just sucks. You that, can't catch like, them all. Yeah, and you just have to just go. Some people suck. And that's the that's it. Yeah, you may have a bad round. Sorry. Yeah, you're you know? just gonna have to deal with it. Some yeah. people suck. Like Fall Guys. Fall Guys is a perfect game where it's like, why would you cheat at Fall Guys? <laughs> you get, I get, I can understand cheating in a game like Warzone or, you know, Madden or something mm-hmm. when you got money on the line and you know you don't really give a shit about the competitive factor. You're just trying to. I get it, but Fall Guys is like it's a kids game. Yeah. What? It's just fun. Yeah, it's just a fun game. <laughs> you're, you're ruining the fun. What do you gain from cheating in that? Because the thing is, it's not even like it. it it's these quick rounds mm-hmm. of just the mini games are really. It's like cheating in in um, Mario Party. Yeah. It's like wh- unless you're playing like with your friends and you're like, "Fuck them! I'm trying to beat everybody and, mm-hmm. and ruin the day." But I guess that's just what it is. You just look like the kind of person who's like, 
I just want to ruin somebody's day to day. Yeah, I, 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 we've talked about this before. I feel, but I just don't understand the appeal of cheating online. Yeah, we've talked about cheating, but I don't know. It just, I guess it's just this weird realization that most of these problems are just, oh, shitty people you yeah. have to deal with. Yep. Like this pre-order thing, most of it is just scalpers who are like, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It sucks. It does. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, You should finish that beer. That's what you're going to do because we have another beer Ooh. on tap. Do you want to just give a score for this or wait till the end? or Let's give a score Let's now. Give a score. It's, it's yeah, fresh. Yeah. It's fresh. It is fresh. So that was the Base Lager. Base Lager from Tactical Brewing Co. What'd you think of that one? It's really good. Yeah. Really good. It has almost like a toasty flavor to it. You yeah. know? I like that. Good mouth feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's as it says, it's base. Very basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does what it does. But that's all we ask it to do, baby. That's right. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Yeah, it's not a bad score. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much this lager is, just like its its base price. Mm-hmm. If it's decently priced, I would go so far as to like, I would, oh man. Well, there's no way to know, so I'll just go off of flavor. Because what, basically what I was getting at is, I mean, it's, a, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. And if there's bang for your buck on this one, I would rate it higher because right. it would be worth that. It yeah. would be worth your time and worth your money because mm-hmm. I think it's it's. I mean, considering craft brew prices, it's probably a little outside what it should be in this economy. In this economy, I'm still gonna give it a five. Okay. Yeah, I respect it. I think it's. I think it's. There's like a little sweetness to it in the back. Yeah. It just. It's. It's really good. It's As really we always good. say, very well balanced. balanced. All right. Yeah. Four and a half and a five for the base lager. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that stout. First of all, the label's beautiful. Yeah, it's super hard to read, too. Yep. (laughs) All right. We have the Late Night Brunchy Call, which is brewed with chocolate, maple syrup, and coffee. Um, It is a chocolate chip pancake imperial stout. All right. And it's coming in in a hefty 10% ABV. Hefty, hefty, hefty. So let's rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, that smells like breakfast. <laughs> That's nice. Brunchy. It's a brunchy boy. Brunchy boy. It's a thick old brunchy boy. It's a thick boy. Yeah, let me get that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. A Ooh. thick old brunchy boy. Big old brunchy boy, that's what they call me. All right. All righty. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Lord. Mm. And just for precaution, I am taking a lactate. 
I don't know if this has lactose in it, but it has chocolate flavor, uh-huh. which has me on edge. Pancakes could be made with milk if you wanted. Could be. If you want them real thick. Could be. Episode 281, sponsored by Lactate. <laughs> I thought you were going to say real thick, boys. <laughs> that's every episode. Two, yeah, so that's how that goes. Mm. <laughs> you enjoying that? Honestly, I don't mean to get weird on people here. Get weird. The chewable lactate vanilla flavor, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes really good. I mean, it, it's it's almost on the same tier as like the Flintstones vitamins, uh-huh. where you look forward to this thing that's helping you, mm-hmm. which I feel is just kind of an, a natural phenomenon. Yeah. Where like a medicine is scrumptious. We should do like top five tasty medicines. We could do it right now. I think Advil, if you lick it, that outer coating, the the like sugar coating, uh-huh. it's not bad. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. When like if you pop a couple of them in your mouth and then you forget like, oh, I need, I'm, I'm not going to dry swallow this. So I need something to wash this down. Uh-huh. And they just sit there and then mm-hmm. I finally get something to drink it yeah. and it's just like pink on my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Margo hates pink on his tongue. I don't want pink on my tongue. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what like what medicines I actually do. I'm not one of those people that's like. People are like, oh, you know, the grape grape flavored anything. When it comes to medicine, mm. it's awful. Yeah, that's yeah. just. But that's that's the, the the um stereotype, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. the one that everyone's like. Yeah, you don't want to do grape flavored. I, think, I don't know. I think cherry's worse for or me. Or is it the cherry one? I think cherry's worse for me. I think grape is close, but cherry's definitely worse for me. The thing about grape flavored anything is like it's so hit or miss. It's crazy. Like yeah. grape flavored bubble tape. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, yeah. Out of this world. Yeah. I'll take a bite out of the entire Oh <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or or Big League Chew, grape uh-huh. flavored. Yeah. Forget about it. Yep. Yeah. But grape flavored, well, medicine obviously that that one sucks. But like yeah. anything that's like some grape flavored candies, like hard candies, are mm. kind of like it's just t- reminds you of medicine. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the grape flavored Laffy Taffy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay, but it's not great. What were they thinking when they made banana flavored Laffy Taffy? And it's it, like I feel like in the apocalypse. When it inevitably happens this November, uh-huh. the only thing that's going to be left is cockroaches <laughs> and banana Laffy Taffy, because that's all that's ever at the bottom of the the bag of candies. Yeah. That's it. It's just banana Laffy Taffy. Just banana Laffy Taffy. That's just just. I've gotten old enough to be able to look at it and go, "I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to have this begrudgingly. I don't want. I don't want it. No, I don't want it. Yeah." As a kid, I would sometimes be like, I mean, I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. But it leaves such like a nasty, like, yeah. Yeah. in the back of your mouth. I mean, b- banana as a fruit is towing the line already. Like, it's good. Yeah. I like bananas. But you put it with anything else, and it's like, you know, I could have just done the strawberry milkshake instead of the strawberry banana milkshake. Yeah. I just would have been okay without the banana. It's so different from every other, like, fruit. Yeah. That it's a, it's a, it's a welcome change in texture in your fruit bowl yes it's good when you pair it up with stuff 
but alone it's a little too much. Yeah. It can I'm, be too much. I throw it in the middle of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. That, okay. I sure. Mean, that, that yeah. Yeah. Adds a degree. It's a great of, partner. Yes. But as a star of the show, it's a little. It can be a little much. Yeah. Especially if they're too sweet. Yeah. I don't like super sweet bananas. I actually like them a little unripe. Yeah. I like them a, like a, just a, a hair green, just a little bit, just a little. Really? Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's yellow still, but it's like a pale yellow. You know, like it, or a greener, a greenish yellow. I yeah. should say. Um, where it's not quite there yet. I like it being a little like just a hint of sugar, and the rest of it just being kind of like. Uh, a neutral flavor. Yeah. I prefer that. Huh. I need I prefer them, it. I need them like like if you were taking a picture of them for a magazine yellow. Okay. Like perfectly yellow. Yeah. The day after that and it's like probably not going to eat the rest of these bananas. <laughs> I stopped buying them because mm. I used to get the bushel and I'd have like two maybe three of them yep. and then after that they just die on the counter yep. and then what do you do you tell yourself you're going to make banana bread and you never make banana no, you, bread you and then it just dies on your yeah. counter then you got to throw away moldy ass black bananas yeah uh, have we ever figured out why they they make those little baby bananas <laughs> why they make them yeah like what's the purpose are those like engineered I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're they're yellow. What do you do with them? They're yellow, There's... but they're still babies. So it's like yeah. I figure they're like you know genetically modified in some way. Yeah. Unless that's its own like species of I th- banana. I, I think it is. So like, do they taste different? I've never had them. Did you ever see those pictures of the bananas where you know how, you know how bananas have those little seeds in the middle? Yeah. And there was a there was a picture of a banana with like seeds that looked like peanuts. And they were like, this is what happens in nature. But it's fucking, I, I'm almost positive it was photoshopped. I mean, probably. I mean, I, it's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Like, how could you, Yeah. how could you want that? The seeds being that big. God. You, you, how do you grow a banana? Do you? I would, I would think you just. Did you stick one in the ground? <laughs> we do. <He> just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I genuinely do because those aren't. I mean, okay. If there are seeds inside it, then I I guess that would work, right? Yeah, I Wouldn't mean, I work? guess you throw you just throw them away like compost, right? You just throw them in the dirt. I suppose open them up maybe and just kind of yeah. let them. I suppose, uh, but that's the thing. Maybe the ones that we get are genetically modified to not have bigger seeds. And therefore, are it can't reproduce. So you're saying that that picture maybe wasn't Photoshop? Potentially. But, well, I'm just thinking because the same things, you know, with the um the seedless uh, watermelon. Yeah. You know, like in nature, obviously they naturally have seeds. Yeah, it's slapping the god and slapping. Slap, god. slapping the god. Slapping the god. Uh huh. Slapping God in the face. Right. With those seedless um watermelon. Yeah. So um maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. To me, though, you know, stuff like that is endlessly fascinating. How they can, how they, how they can do shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like Marco, big fan of GMO. It's just it. I mean, as a process, it's fascinating yeah. to say some guy walks into a, a lab and goes, "I love watermelon, but I hate the seeds." Get on it. <laughs> And do then they just about do it. it. They just figure that yep. shit out. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they just stumble on it. But then they can repeat that process. Science. Yep. They can repeat that process over and over. And now you can sell it in stores where you go, do you want the seeds or not? Because mm-hmm. we've figured out a way that we can alter how this organic thing works. Yeah. You thought that you just 
pluck this off a tree or a bush or out of the ground. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We decided it was going to look the way that it looks, taste the way that it tastes, and feels the way that it Mm -hmm. feels. We decided that. Yep. That's endlessly, it's horrifying, but it's endlessly fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Shit like that. Dog breeding is insanely fascinating to me. That a guy was like, I need all those sheep over there, over here. So I'm you got gonna, that dog. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make that dog fuck that dog because they're both good at doing the sheep thing. And then hopefully in a couple of generations, yeah. some part of their DNA gets down to that dog, yeah. and then that one just inherently knows. Oh, he wants those sheep over here. Yeah, got it. That's crazy. Yeah, I I think that's I don't know. It, it's a bit of it's physical. Uh uh. uh Really, mutations at the time mm-hmm. uh, mixed in with learned behavior. So it's interesting to think that is it psychological that is there something psychological that's that is transforming the brain for generations? You know, like right. is is that what it like? It, do you inherit almost memories in a way like it, that brings an interesting idea that's so here? Fascinating to me because it's like yeah. are you are you is does trauma affect you on a molecular level mm-hmm. that you could pass that this down? brings it all back to metal gear <laughs> yeah right it yeah. does and that's that's just really because you're right i mean a, a, a level of it is training 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 yeah. training training just bashing that into their heads until right. it becomes second nature for them yeah but then once those dogs die you're like well that's it for all of that training but no it just keeps going or like thinking about an English bulldog. Mm-hmm. Those things were bred because, I don't know, I think it was Marie Antoinette or somebody. I think she's French. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's definitely French. Well, she's not French herself, but she, you know, yeah. rose in prominence in France. Right, right. right. Kirsten Dunst. Of course. Um, but the English bulldog was bred to look the way that it looks just because royal some royal was like, I'd like it this big <laughs> with a face this blank. <laughs> and they've changed over time too. Mm-hmm. Like pugs. You yeah. know, pugs' noses were actually longer before and they over time through inbreeding and all that got smushed further and further in. But that's what's crazy because that's what they wanted. That was yeah. the intended effect. They and wanted I, I think bulldogs, if I remember correctly, were bred originally to fight bulls. That's why they're so like stocky and yeah. low to the ground because they could apparently like latch on to the bull and like flip it with with their because their necks are so thick, you know. If that is a real thing, and God, I hope it is. <laughs> that's the most amazing thing. We'll ever. do some research after the show, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, that's why they they're so stocky and have such a short frame and are are like so neck heavy. Yeah, is because their necks were needed to like twerk that much weight, <laughs> you know, to to flip a bull over. You remember my my brother's dog Xerxes? Of course, dude. I, I would sit on the floor and like play with him and stuff, mm-hmm. and he would. He'd dart away and then dart back and like, you know, he'd come to you, but he didn't know how to stop. He was like (laughs) all gas, no brakes. He was like a bowling ball. I swear to God, he was so heavy. Yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't fat. It was just all muscle. Yeah. 
and he just had no idea how to control it. Mm-hmm. He felt like a bowling ball. Yeah. I miss that dog. <laughs> that was a good dog. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I mean, yeah, GMO, gen- genetic modification, modification yeah. is, I mean, it's, it's, say what you want about it. But, I mean, at the same time, people don't understand. No, and it's, it you know, according to the science, it's way <laughs> safer than people are afraid of. It's just scary sounding because, like, you're right. They develop stuff in labs and, you know, put it out into the field and see what happens. But, yeah. you know, it's all tested and, like, we we make sure it's not poisonous and it's not going to do anything bad to you. It's just organic sounds better. Yeah. And it makes it sound like you're going to spend more money. Yeah. So And you will. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, GMO products are just as nutritious as uh, organic stuff. Yeah, I mean, think about like you know, you have this these these campaigns against um factory farming and all this stuff and mm-hmm. you want the ethical treatment of the animals and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. That's a totally different subject. Too. No, they go hand in hand though because genetically modified meat products are a thing. And I think that part of the reason that they're not as readily available after cost obviously Mm -hmm. and the research still being out on that Mm -hmm. is the fact that people will reject it they've already done studies on people are like yeah i will not eat that this uh, what you're talking about is the like manufactured the lab created meats yes that don't come from an animal yes but taste the same and feel the same yes yeah and and I, for one, I would be on the front lines of that shit. If honest, honestly, <laughs> dog, if you could, if you could give me something that I couldn't tell the difference, like fucking Cipher in the Matrix, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. if you if you could do that, I'd never eat real meat again. Yeah, I mean, ethically, like I'm too undisciplined, and I'm too much of a savage to like go full vegan mm-hmm. or vegetarian i could like i yeah. just but ethically if it came down to it like that would be more important to me yeah and if you gave me the option of like look we can stop that shit you those horrific videos that you've seen of how those animals we can stop it you just have to eat this fake meat mm-hmm. i'd be like fucking serve it up yeah wrap that shit up but you know in the movies the fake meat's always people <laughs> so well, fuck it i'll eat people then. <laughs> okay i'm just kidding <laughs> Or am I? This all tastes like pork. It's weird. <laughs> Why do people taste like pork? I don't, I don't know. That's what people say. That's really? what I've heard, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why religious people don't eat pork. Could be. <laughs> Maybe they saw a bunch of savages down there that were eating other people, and they're like, hey, what did that taste like? like kind of tastes like pig, man. Tastes like pig. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is pigs are dirty, right? They root. They, they eat root shit yeah right but what if you had like super clean pigs is it still bad to eat pork if you bred the pigs your yourself you ensured that there was no diseases no <laughs> they're your pets you wash them every day and <laughs> brush their teeth and then one day you decide it's it's time to have a pig roast yeah. <clears throat> like do those same rules apply i don't i don't know I don't know. I mean, if it's based in a thing that from the scripture, they're taking that as like this animal's off limits, then yes, they still apply. Yeah. Because just as a rule, still 
applies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do say that, like, wild animals and animals that are treated ethically and, and killed ethically do end up tasting better. Yeah. And have more flavor. Um, it, I mean, it's really morbid, but apparently in the process of, of dying, the animals, if they're in a state of panic and fear, uh, their muscles get really, like... Tense. Tense, and yeah, and... and, and <laughs> Uh, same thing with fish too actually i saw this thing on like i think youtube on vice or yeah. something where um apparently if you kill a fish ethically and quickly um they're they just end up lasting a lot longer and tasting better mm. apparently they don't, they go bad way longer <laughs> or uh, way way later I that's such say. a wild thing to think about yeah which is strange and very morbid, but at the same time, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, if, you know, you just, they say that you deserved it whenever you die with your eyes open. <laughs> like, if you knew your death was coming and they're like, holy fuck. And then they die and then they're just all good. <laughs> and then you don't taste as good. You taste like a bad pig. Yeah, I want to, um, if I'm going to go, I'm going to tense up so whoever tries to. Like if they try to eat me later. <laughs> Is that your main concern when you die? Yeah, I just want to be tense. Don't eat me! <laughs> you can't! Um, you won't enjoy this! <laughs> and all that being said, I think Flintstone vitamins are very good. <laughs> That's good. I'm looking for this uh I'm looking for this Vice article because they had another classic You know that thing you love? What if it sucks? <laughs> what I'm if tr- actually it's about oppression? <laughs> and I'm trying to find it because it was a good one. Uh, and it, it it was it was literally like, what if that thing you like kind of <clears throat> kind of sucks? Was it a new article? Because yeah. they've been making those for the past ten years. Yeah, no, no, they've been doing it for a while, and and um, this one was just the most recent in the long line of. Them just shitting on things that people love. <laughs> Ruining your childhood. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get it. That's the, uh, that's how you get eyes, I guess. Clicks. But you know what, though? People have been turning on it because they understand that that's what they're, that's yeah. what they're going for. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that in the past, like, three years or so. People are commenting, like, uh, no. <laughs> just, yeah. just no. And I was like, oh, 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 we're doing this again. Got right. it. Got right. it. Got it. It's old hat now. Like, yeah. the, the shock value's out of it, and people know not even to click on the article anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> Most people you'll see in the comment section are like, oh, you're doing that thing again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just ignore that. Hold on, give me a second. All right. Give me a second. Uh, yeah. Will it be worth it? Probably not. Uh, you're lucky I have beer to enjoy during this boring episode. <laughs> uh eh. It's not I guarantee it's not worth it. Oh, here it is. I found it. Oh my god, okay. That's good. <laughs> here we go. What if Christopher Nolan movies are actually crap? Okay. That's the that's the premise of the article. Got it's it. Like and I'll click on it. I'll give them the click. Fine. Tenet is yet another Nolan film built on a foundation of confusion. And that's uh 
That's the premise of this article. After the 2017 release of Dunkirk, you might have been lulled into the belief that Christopher Nolan was heading towards his peak, the final push-up a quarter pipe before he launched into pure genius. Wait, wait, does that surmise that this author thinks that that was his best movie? Yes, that's what that is the premise of this. That Dunkirk <laughs> is his best film or at least the like film that was going to get us to yeah to yeah. to a potential peak. Sadly, you were wrong. And uh I'm not going to sit here and read a Vice article but oh, yeah. Okay. I mean again, you know, Vice is just that's just what they do but it it, it oops. Oops. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like this just super obvious like i don't know man contrarian do they corner. i mean they pay people they actually pay people to write those art they probably don't it's probably not, like unpaid interns or not much i did i did that kind of freelance work for a little bit mm-hmm. i mean it luckily i was doing something that i enjoyed what if illmatic's not that good <laughs> I would never. I actually probably would write an article like that just because it's interesting. Just, I mean, as a thought exercise, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. To say, like, okay, what if what if we've been overrating this thing? But that's, you know, that's why it's it's so fun to go back on those things. Yeah. And and try to <clears throat> understand if if we are overrating those things. Like, there's, they still exist. You can go back and go, does this thing hold up? Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, I'll go back and listen to, you know, albums that people say are like top 10, top 15 albums and go, all right, is it though? Is it really? Does yeah. it hold up? And I'll go back and listen to like bad albums and go, was it as bad as we originally thought? Yeah. I do that a lot, uh, I do that a lot with movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting exercise to do. I feel like it's way less um, controversial if you put it in that way of like, does this hold up as opposed to does this thing suck? Yeah. Does this thing actually suck? Because that also surmises that it does. <laughs> because yeah. why are you questioning it then if right. it doesn't? Like there's a, th- there's a part of you that's like, it sucks. Yeah. Do you agree? I kind of think it sucks. What do you think? I think it sucks. <laughs> right. I just, I don't know, man. It's stuff like that that bothers me. Like film, Twitter, just film people Whoa. in general. Careful. They bother me because they just, they watch, do watch shit like mouth. that. They do shit like that uh-huh. where they're like, Christopher Nolan kind of sucks. And you're like, okay, which movie sucked? There's a big Chris Nolan backlash. I know. For I've sure. seen it a lot. Yeah. And it's like, just explain to me because there's this idea that. His filmmaking is soulless, yeah, cold, emotionless, yeah, and pretentious. And the uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that don't make sense, and it's never it, it's always about the concept more than it is about the storytelling. But to me, pretension I think is a hard thing to define, especially when it comes to films, because unless on the surface you can go. You you can tell that the writing thinks it's better than it is. Yeah, yeah. That's usually with like art house films, yeah. though, and like like student films that are like clearly up their own asshole. Right. And like you can tell because there's no substance there. 
you know like yeah. uh, you you can do something as as abstract as you want but if there's nothing to like latch on to then it it's meaningless yeah you can you can define meaning however you like but for an audience maybe i don't i can't find any definition within that yeah. or any meaning or any purpose so i don't think christopher nolan's films are anywhere near that where it's he makes blockbusters i don't know what people like what so i i guess it's because of the comparisons to like stanley stanley kubrick Kubrick, Kubrick, if you want to get a fancy Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, um, <coughs> and stuff like that, but uh, I just I don't really see that he made he made Batman movies. Like, yeah. what, what do you want? Like, it's it, the it's the audience's perception of it that changes. It's 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 the same thing with you know like the Rick and Morty fan base where Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon are not making this this thing that they they don't think. That they're smarter than their audience. No, they're right in the thick of it. They're just—they obviously have a point that they're trying to get across, but it's not this point that's like super complex and hard to understand. It's yeah. right there in your face, and they don't put that importance on their work no. either, from what we can tell. They and and you know they seem to just genuinely enjoy it, have fun with it, and just want to do something silly. Right. Then you get the fan base that's like, now it's become a parody, but yeah. there were legitimately subreddits of. You guys just don't really understand what yeah. they're You're doing. You're not on the level, man. And that's not Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon's fault. Same thing with somebody telling you like, oh, you didn't you didn't get Inception. Maybe it's a little too highbrow for you. It's right, like, but it's yeah. not. It's an easy movie to understand. It is. When people yeah. are like, you got to watch that movie like a couple of times. Dude, the fir- we saw it in the theater. And the, the first time I was like, I got it. Yeah. There's nothing to yeah. get. It, yeah. It, I mean, I feel like. A lot of the backlash to that movie was uh, about the ending, mm-hmm. where people were mad there wasn't a definitive conclusion. Yeah, which we've talked about before too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I it's don't a lot of these movies are like the Matrix is a is a good example. When that movie came out, people were like, "Dude, what a mind fuck!" And it's like, not really though. Like the concept. <clears throat> yeah, is a mind fuck, but it's not hard to understand. Yeah, well, I I feel like for the time it was mind blowing in a in not only like a visual way because obviously it was it you know pioneered a ton of visual effects mm-hmm. and was incredible. Still is to this day, holds up pretty well. Um, but in the concept of what if all this is a simulation, you know that that wasn't explored in such a a way as it was in that movie ever before. Yeah, you know, like, but but that idea is an interesting idea, and the way that they execute it, I think, is near perfect. But the idea itself is not one that's hard to understand. No, 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 and uh, that's I think on purpose. You know, that makes it such a such but, a good entryway for people to detract, accept it. But the people who criticize the movie, that's one of the first things that they cri- or or people who hype the movie up as this super deep yeah that's what that's where you get these people going well i mean the matrix kind of sucks and it's like no i mean you just for years you were told that it was this movie that you needed to watch with like an encyclopedia next to you to understand everything that was being thrown at you in actuality it's like the world's not real you're plugged you're you're a battery you're plugged into like it's not this 
you're not living in hard in, concepts. You're not living in the reality that you think you are. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's easy. That's Makes not sense. a hard yeah. thing to, to wrap your head yeah. around. I think it just blew a lot of people's minds because they hadn't thought anything like that before. Yeah, but uh, I agree with you. I, I think it's sort of like when people say The Exorcist is the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, you know, it's like you get that hype all the way up until you watch it, and then it's like. I mean, it's a really good movie. It's great, but is it the scariest movie of all time? I don't know. After it's been hyped up that much, you know, for 50 years yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're told over and over and over again. And then when you finally watch it, you're like, I mean, it's scary. But I think movies, <clears throat> the scarier movies are the ones that are more unsettling than scary. Yeah. The ones that stick with you where you're like, I don't like this imagery, this this bothers me. Well, that's why the Exorcist works. It's, yeah, there, there's not a lot of like, you know, uh, I was gonna say CG, but stop motion animation and stuff like that that yeah. takes you out of it. It's all just uncomfortable imagery and and stuff that's still shocking to this, like imagery that's still shocking to this day. Well, I, I think that it definitely works better as a time capsule than it does like watching it in 2020 and seeing it. I mean, it's been parodied to death, of course, yeah. and then. If you're not, say you're not a religious person, that's another thing that's going to kind of take you away from it. Because yeah. you're like, well, I mean, I can kind of make a leap and understand why some of this is so uh-huh. horrifying, but it doesn't affect you as much. No, on the but same if, level. But if, yeah. if I can understand in the '70s, somebody who's Roman Catholic or like yeah. goes to church every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, seeing that, oh yeah, would. Old ladies fainting in the movie theaters. I get it. Yeah, my my mom has a, a famous story about when she went to see it, and she lived in New York too. Yeah, and you know, like it. She was one of the the people claiming it to be the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, because of how much it affected her. Um, and it's funny you you mentioned that too about how it affects you differently if you subscribe to the religion. Because I, when I first saw it as a kid, you know, I was in not Catholic school, but I'd go to Sunday school. Um, and go to church in a Catholic church. So I was, I was in, I was in baby. Yeah. And seeing it then was way more terrifying and like stuck with me way longer. Yeah. Cause I was afraid of, it, it almost felt like that movie was dangerous. Yeah. Like it could infect you in a way and like bring that thing into you. Mm-hmm. And sleeping at night after seeing that movie for the first time, I was like, ha, 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 don't think about it, you yeah, know, yeah. and that type of thing. I watch it today and it affects me still. And I think it's still, you know, it's, a, I mean, almost a perfect movie and uh, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Still scary to this day, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't affect me on that same level. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't. <clears throat> but, you know, it. it I, I think it, there's there's certain conceits. That you have to take into account if you're if it's gonna be if it's gonna affect you at 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 its at its peak, mm-hmm. you'd have to first I think believe that you could be possessed. Right, demons are real. You can be possessed. They're exorcists. They're exorcisms, uh-huh. and all that. You know? All of those things have to be real to you first, <laughs> right? Before you can really go, yeah, this is this is a frightening thing mm-hmm. to watch. So yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so to get back to Christopher Nolan, it's like, like you said, he makes he makes blockbusters with a brain. And I think that that second part is the part that a lot of detractors take issue with. Yeah. Where it's like, 
they even that they don't have a brain. They're dumb movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I get, I'll give you that. Yeah, they are mostly dumb movies that, and I think maybe because they're high concept, but the concept itself is kind of murky. Yeah, that it makes people go, I I understand what he was trying to do, but he didn't really do it that well, or he didn't really take the concept where it could have gone, mm-hmm. kind of half-assed Yeah, and then you throw you know a, a, a an A-list actor and actress in there, and bang bang boom, you make three hundred million dollars. Right. So I get it. But it's like, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's really just people taking themselves and taking the art too seriously. Yeah. Well, and and on top of that, I was thinking, well, what's the alternative here? We <clears throat> uh, like w- would would they prefer a big dumb blockbuster instead of something that's trying to at least suppose something more deep? And- no, because. Michael Bay gets shitted on. Jerry Bruckheimer gets shitted on. Yeah, fucking the, f- the Fast and Furious movies. They all get shitted on, right. and they're just big, dumb movies, so it's like you can't win. Exactly. Every movie, if it were up to some, peop- uh, some people, every fucking movie would just be an Aaron Sorkin film, just over and over and over again. Wordy, fucking, you know, let's criticize American culture, and let's have this super deep conversation Okay, we get it. <laughs> we Steve need, Jobs wasn't a good dude. We need okay. a lot of people to cry, okay? Got it. That's what we need. And then we'll just get um not Jeff Bridges, but uh the other Jeff. Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. We'll get him to be in it. Yeah. And then boom. You got your fucking Is that what you want? <laughs> Is that what you want? Kinda. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I'll take it. Did you see the 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 um the HBO thing that Aaron Sorkin is doing with uh it's like he's he wrote it with uh actually is Aaron Sorkin part of it? I'm going to have to double check that before I before I go any further. Is Jeff Daniels part of it? Yes. He plays <laughs> Comey. It's oh. all it's all about James Comey and his uh investigation into the emails and uh-huh. um it's right up up to the 2016 election. Interesting. Dude, <clears throat> hold on. You got to see who they got to play Trump in this fucking thing, dude. <laughs> it's kind of bonkers. Cuz he looks nothing like him. No, oh, no. <laughs> it is I mean, I even I would be like if I was Trump, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy, I mean, he looks like he's wearing, like, he looks like, um, uh, who's the, what is, what is Andy Kaufman's character's name? Before my time, bud. He has that, that character that he played where he was, um, fuck me, dude. Where people didn't know if he was real or not, he would go out there and he w- he was basically just an insult comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Comey Rules. That's what this show is called. The Comey Rules. And that's Billy Ray. I don't even know who Billy Ray is. What did he do? He wrote The Color of Night. He has written Captain Phillips and Richard Jewell. Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yes, Tony Clifton. Yeah. That's what he looks like, the guy playing Trump. 
That's funny. like the way, like just the the makeup, and it's not a very good Trump like performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Maybe just, that's on purpose. Maybe they're trying to avoid that stealing the show. It's not about him. And he's an Irish guy. It's Brendan Gleeson is playing him. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah. He played Alistair Moody in the uh, Harry Potter films yeah. for the kids. His son is in uh, Star Wars. He is? Who yeah, is he? he's the ginger, the pale ginger uh, uh, imperial guy. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 something else Gleason. Something Gleason, yeah. yeah. It's probably in this wiki page. Domino, Domnell Gleason, that's him. Domino Gleason, that guy. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, you gotta. We'll watch. I'll show you the trailer for it. Okay. He looks fucking insane. <laughs> it, it, I, I just. I can't wait for it to come out because you're gonna see people talking about it because yep. they're trying to they're trying to get it out before the election. Um, somebody else is trying to get something out before the election. Like all these people are trying to get like, I don't want to call it propaganda, but like yeah just strike while the iron's hot yeah basically yeah yeah they're just trying to yeah jump on the as like what do you do you think that people are going to watch the comey rules and then go you know what i don't think i can vote for trump this time around (laughs) that really convinced me i don't know (laughs) yeah all the people with hbo max yeah are gonna be like you know what i've changed my mind yeah yeah, I'm really this, glad I watched this just before I went to the polls. This Gleason performance yep. has really has really changed my perspective on Irishman things. opened my heart. Yeah. All right, yeah. No. All right. Well, let's uh <clears throat> let's talk about this beer. Okay. Let's get the fuck out of here. Unless you had something else. Did anything else we want to talk about? No. 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 No, I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good. So the second brew from Tactical Brewing Co. is the brunchy time. It's the late night brunchy call. Brunchy call. Brewed with uh, chocolate, uh, maple syrup, and coffee is the chocolate chip pancake imperial stout at a whopping, whopping. 10% ABV. What did you think of this one, good sir? Oh, it was a hefty boy. That was a hefty, hefty boy. Hefty. Um, yeah, you get a lot of that chocolatey flavor. Um, I got a little bit of the syrup as well early on, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are uh, they are definitely uh, delivering uh, what they offer or what they uh, said that they were going to, mm-hmm. um, which is I find kind of rare. Mm-hmm. We don't find one that that uh, is as advertised a lot of the time. But yeah, I got a lot of those individual notes. Um, you know, at a 10%, it gave me a little bit too much kick of the alcohol mm-hmm. for my liking, yeah. personally. Um, it was still very tasty. Um, so all that being said, with the pros and cons that I just listed, I will give it a 4.5% <coughs> ABV Yeah, four in my life. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 also. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a stout guy, so I love... And I thought flavor-wise... He's the stout man. <sighs> Fuck. I was going to... I was gonna. <laughs> I don't know. Like My improv brain just turned off. <laughs> That's from the 10% I, ABV. I had a thing, and then like it's it just a... went away. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. The uh, flavor profile, 
flavor profile, fantastic. Um, I think I, w- I guess I, I, mouthfeel wise, I would have preferred it to be maybe like a little milk stoutier, I guess, a little thicker. Okay. I don't know if that's a reasonable critique sure. of the beer. I think but, so. Um, but yeah, and I mean, it's not. Uh, we've had. We've had some good stouts on this show. Yeah. Some five and a halfers. I I think I've doled out some sixes. So mm-hmm. um this doesn't this isn't quite at the top of, you know, Mount Olympus of, of stouts, but it's still, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Four and a half out of six, still good score. Yeah. Really good score. For so sure. I think we have been sleeping on tactical yeah. brewing co. And uh I'm excited to get more stuff from there and we sh- we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're, We're gonna, gonna go. hang out because it's a it's a cool place. I don't know if you've yeah. ever actually been in there, but I have not. I've walked by it before. Um, actually, I think before they're even open. Yeah, because they were they've been making that place for a long time, um, and they've opened. But since they've opened, I haven't been back. Mm. So yeah, right. I'd like to check it out. Let's go check it out. Okay, let's go right now. I think they're closed, bud. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we'll go talk to somebody. Okay, I know some people. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, a four and a half for as unanimous four and a half for mm. the brunchy call, a four and a half and a five for the base lager. Mm-hmm. I think we got it. You think we got it? I think we got it. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Well, if Adam says we got it, then we got it. This has been the One Baron podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Drink some local brews. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe everywhere podcasts are sold, listened to, watched, viewed, played. And have a beautiful evening. We love you. Bye. Oh, that's sure. That's Sip, sipping on some sip, sipping on some scissors. Sip, sipping on some sip, sipping on some scissors.